Welcome to Conversations from the Washroom, where we talk about all things related to water, sanitation, and hygiene. Water for People recently marked our 30th anniversary, and we have learned a lot along the way. In fact, we believe our greatest asset in ending the world water and sanitation crisis is one another, particularly the knowledge we can share. In this podcast, we present different mini-series, such as the How of System Strengthening, diving deep into how to strengthen systems of service delivery, and Trust the Process, which focuses on what it takes to make a successful sanitation business. You're listening to The How of System Strengthening, a series for people who want to go beyond the technical checklists of delivering water and sanitation solutions, and instead focus on how we can change norms and systems to create lasting impact around the world. Today, we will hear from engineer Eyatu, acting director of water development in Uganda. He is joined by Kate Nemanja, country director of Water for People in Uganda. They will discuss the importance of relationship building at the national level in achieving SDG 6. Now, let's hear from Eyatu and Kate. Thank you, engineer Eyatu, for accepting to take this uh, interview with me today. And congratulations on your appointment as the Acting Director, Directorate of Water Development. Um, let's quickly go into the, the questions. Uh, when working in chronically under-resourced environments, what are some things to consider when working to increase investment? I know investors will always have questions and concerns about absorption rates, of increased budgets, accountability, and transparency. How can the Uganda sector ease these concerns? Oh, thank you very much uh, for the good wishes. And uh, we definitely appreciate working with you, Water for People, and all the people in your for a network who have worked very well in the rural sector and also in the ministry in totality. Uh, a chronical under-resourced environment refers to uh, about four key areas. One is the number of staff, the capacity of the staff, the funding available to the, to, to the sector, and the equipment that's needed to do the work. In Uganda, this is a very common occurrence, but we have also come out of it very easy. So in terms of investment, if we have to think of additional investment, one of the things we normally look at is we evaluate the, the current staffing position if this is the local government, especially we're not working in the country. And then if the numbers are not enough, we'll work out with the, the authorities on how to address to make sure we get the numbers. Either we get them temporarily to fill the gap or we reallocate from the existing other uh, uh, departments within to make sure that we have enough department. In terms of funding, of course, any investment investment will come because there's funding gaps. So if there's limited funding, uh, investor comes in means it comes with resources. So those resources can be used effectively for either sometimes adding temporary staff or providing the capacity, which could be training to make sure that the people are up to speed because they have not been effectively working and the equipment. So in terms of the investors who are coming, what would I tell them? I tell them that working under that resource environment is the environment to work in, and it's possible to get out of it without you losing. Members, uh, staff who are there can be trained to make sure that they prepare budgets, and we do that through the technical support units. Uh, we'll provide them accountability. We also work with them to make sure we train all all this stuff to have capacity. And we also we set out procedures. The government has enough procedures on transparency 
But normally what we also try to do is make sure this uh, speak to the, the donor interest. We also adapt, we develop manuals which are specific, which refers to those laws and also procedures for both the donor and the government. So in such, I can reassure all investors that if money is provided, there is enough manpower within the country, might not be within the program, project, but in some districts also there is adequate power to do the job. And we are we can adopt any procedures that are necessary to ensure this the budgets are prepared on time, there's accountability and transparency. Wow. That's what I would say. Thank you. Thank you for that. Then in your opinion, how long does it take to see real fundamental change in how services are delivered? Um, by here I mean a change in the lives of those impacted most. What are the most important pieces of that change? Huh. How long does it take? Huh. This, this is a very interesting question, uh, Kate. Where I think it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Because if you see the videos we've got from a lady who's, who, who have just drilled a hand pump in their home and they are, they are, they are pumping water, it's just instant. You'll see the tremendous effect of that mm -hmm. lady. Instead of walking five mm -hmm. kilometers, now the distance reduced maybe to 100 meters. Instead of taking five hours in waiting for water, that lady immediately lets you. So the, the change can be very instant in terms of water supply. And even if the sanitation is the same, if you provide somebody sanitation facility, especially in congested areas in very urban, instead of them going or waiting to have ease themselves at night, they are now free to do it. If it is a girl child at school, instead of them missing school, they now have a facility where they can address themselves for municipal hygiene. So there are things which can change lives of people immediately and instantly. But also we realize that the main reason why we provide water and sanitation services is to transform the society. Transformation of society takes a number of a, a, a period. One, in terms of health benefits, yes, it will take a while because people now will get clean water and then they are being out. In terms of getting economic activities, it will provide them time spare time to go and do, uh, get involved in the community. So this takes longer. So the impact for me, the instant is the immediate you see somebody getting the service. Mm -hmm. And then the long term is how do you transform this into economic activities? And then what are the most important pieces of that change? I've already highlighted that the most important pieces of that change is as we provide the service, you must also talk to the minds of the people. And that's what we do to them. But when you provide your service, this service must be sustained. In order for you to sustain this service, you must transform your way of living by, by getting involved in economic activities. If you provide your service in a center, use that water to develop your service. If we provide you a service in, in rural areas, we, we do to try to make sure that we reach to the people and touch their minds. Because it's providing a service and the people are smiling, is not an end. We need to make sure we sustain the services. So we also train them to ensure that the services that you provide them are sustained so that they, 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 they are there after a long time for the design life. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Next, what makes everyone forever work in Uganda? How long did it take to see a real change? Not just new infrastructure in a district, but change at a national level. 
I think this 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 is one of the fundamental aspects that I I really loved when Waterford Polo came with that theme of everyone forever. Uh, especially most of us who have worked in government for long, we we have now come to to believe that maybe we'll not see this happen in our in our time. That will not have everybody having a service at convenience all the time. But uh, I think Waterford Polo with the theme everyone forever has changed our thinking that it's possible for us to, to do that. That we go piecemeal, we start with a village and make sure that they have everything forever. And it it's now speaks directly to our vision 2040 and a national development plan now, which are, whose aspirations are so full of change to make sure that we reach everyone, a universal coverage. We want everybody to have a service. So everyone forever took a bit of time, I could say, for us to be adopted. But once we thought on how we can achieve it, we can't believe in it. Because I told you why we're skeptical. The skepticism was because we don't get enough resources to meet our challenge. Our systems are never not, not sustained because the people we, we provide the service, maybe the spare parts are very far. They become more expensive to collect the spare parts than actually buying the spare parts. So whereas when you think everyone forever, it has transformed the way we believe in things and we have seen it work. That's why I believe that uh, working with the, our non-government partners helps us to test new theories, theories we can implement as government. So now, when we're doing infrastructure, which is definitely a fundamental step in uh, providing service delivery, we also not look at just the infrastructure. We look at what we need to make sure that we transform the society and sustain this facility forever. And also, when we are designing, we design it to make sure that last the, the full length of what we want to make sure that everybody who's covered will not come back to us. And our engagement with the local government has also been very useful. The districts have also learned that it's not just good enough to build infrastructure. We must provide resources to sustain it, and we must collect resources and keep them safe in a transparent manner. At the national level, I think now we are all thinking the same way. Though we have not worked the talk yet, fully limitation for resources, which we, 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 we must understand because we're a poor country. We, but the, the, the vision is now there clearly that we must reach everybody because we cannot have people being beaten by snakes when they're collecting water at night. We have people who live in the lake shores who are eaten by crocodiles because they won't collect water in the lake, which water is even dirty. We have women who are being beaten because they have taken long in hospital and they, they get domestic problems. All those are factors that we, we, have, we have come to appreciate that we must address. So I thank every, everyone forever because of the transformation. We still need to do a lot of talking with a few areas that, that are very skeptical. And the skeptic is not because they don't believe in everyone forever, but because they have come to believe that whenever we talk to them, we don't deliver on what we promise. Thank you. Thank you. And lastly, what would you say to others to convince them of this system strengthening approach at the national level? My first comment on that would be that uh, believe in one step at a time. Everyone forever means let's start with an area, isolate it, take it to the next level and make sure when you do it, you do it completely and make sure everybody reaches. Reach every school, reach every health center, reach every household and make sure everybody in that community is covered. 
As we talk now, we have been trying to develop what we call a master plan for, for water supply. The more reason why we are doing that is in line with everyone forever. We want to map the whole of Uganda. What does exist? What are the gaps? So that wherever we go, we make sure we are covered so that we pull that out. We want to turn the whole country from the current status to blue. Blue means it's covered. And how do we do that? We must have a, a document that shows the gaps and the steps we are taking, incremental steps. So we have been working with a number of our partners. And I think uh, the approach that's being used of podcast might also help us to, to reach as many. We need Social media is a very, very powerful tool now. And I think we should use it to reach. We have also tried to reach to, and we have used that to, to share information. And I think every quarter we meet with them, share with them information on the, the sector. And then also make sure that they become advocates. There have been a good advocates in parliament. We have also reached out to government directly through our minister, where we publish things regularly. We're also using the media, where we reach out to the media to talk about our challenges and also tell them that what it means if we sustain the systems forever, if it reduces on our cost and the benefits of having a, a sustainable system. So we are using every opportunity. Of course, we also we are highly present in the social media, the WhatsApp, Facebook, uh, we, we Twitter, all those facilities. We send messages out showing the, the steps we're taking and to make sure that everybody buys in that it's possible. It's about a mindset. We are making sure that everybody feels it's possible to reach everyone and they, must, they can sustain their systems if they jointly contribute its sustainability by by paying their contribution and making sure whatever is contributed is kept for the purpose intended. We have also tried to develop means of because the major challenge we have is it was initially that the money was collected given to the community and some of the community members would also disappear with the money. But now we have with the mobile money and other technologies, we are trying to make sure that the money that we collect is actually kept for the intended purpose. And in that case, when we ask people to invest or when anybody comes to invest, they are sure that the money which will be collected will be sustained, the systems will be sustained, the investment will also be handled. Of course, we monitor all investments which are done. All those are methods of transparency that we are we're ensuring through the technical support units and through the national level, we visit and make sure that all the internet achievements are delivered, and if they're delivered, and delivered on schedule. I thank you really, Water for People, for the work that they are doing, and I, I I've been asking them, when are we having the next big program so that we move out of the few districts we are in to reach out as many people as possible and make sure that we we convince everybody that this system works as effective as what we want ourselves to achieve. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Engineer Yatu, for your time today and for shedding light on the how of system strengthening at the national level in Uganda. We appreciate your partnership and your efforts towards achieving SDG 6. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening in. We really hope you enjoyed this conversation from the washroom. Stay up to date on all the content we post by following us on social media at Water for People.